0: The Word of God that forms the basis of our meditation today is actually uh, out, of, out of our first lesson, Acts chapter 1. I just want to read, uh, reread the last three verses. They proposed two men, Joseph, called Barsabas, also known as Justus, and Matthias. Then they prayed, Lord, you know everyone's heart. Show us which of these two you have chosen to take over this apostolic ministry, which Judas left to go where he belongs. Then they cast lots, and the lot fell to Matthias. So he was added to the 11 apostles. This is the word of the Lord. Would you pray with me? Father in heaven, again, it is an opportunity to gather together around your word, uh, to hear uh, your promise that you give to us all and how blessed we are to be a part of it. Open our ears to hear and to understand the guidance of your spirit that we may grow in our appreciation of the fact that we have been chosen by you to be a part of your work of salvation. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. One of the cool things about being a grandpa, I would guess the same would be true if you were a grandma, is your grandchildren. I thoroughly enjoy um, how they uh, think and how they respond. One of the things that I have been reminded of on many occasions is how selfish they are and how much they want to be picked, to be first, to have the best. You can see it in the bathtub with bath toys. You can have two of the same thing and they want both of them. Uh, This last week, um, my grandson Connor uh, spent his last days of preschool at at our home in the off day, and I just happened to come across some pennies that I had, and he told me he wanted them. I said, okay, you can have them, but on one condition, and he said, what's that? I said, you can't tell your sisters I gave them to you, (laughs) because I know exactly what will happen. Guess what Grandpa gave me? Pennies. What? Grandpa, how come I don't get any? How come you give them to Connor, and not me? That's not fair. How many do you get? I should get more because I'm older. It, they were just some pennies. It made his day. But you have to be open to the idea that there lives inside of us all, even as an adult. The fact that being chosen is, well, our. Arguably important to us. All you got to do is think about being the one that wasn't chosen. Whether that's for a team, a job, a promotion, or some other activity. Not being chosen can be one of the most embarrassing events in our lives. What happens? Usually we end up feeling rejected, lonely, unappreciated wondering well what 's the purpose now what 's the point in our text today, we are going to have an opportunity to see how the early church came together and made a choice. We had to consider how are we going to fill the position vacated by Judas after he betrayed Jesus? It was a choice between. Joseph, also known as Barsabas, also known as Justice. I'm just going to go with Justice for the rest of the service. Otherwise, it's going to be an extra two minutes. Or Matthias. That was the choice. Who's going to replace? Now, Matthias was chosen and Justice wasn't. Now, we know that Justice, and frankly, every Christian, we know that they understand that they're chosen by God. And they're a part of a bigger picture, God's family, God's team, if you will. And that knowledge puts us in a position of telling others about that very same love that we have. Each of us is special to God. Each of us has been given this wonderful opportunity to share that love for others. God chooses you, and he chooses me, even though our experience in the world isn't that always the same. However, there is a part of this story that I think we can relate to, and that is that justice was the unchosen. Justice knew the embarrassment of, of not being chosen for the position even though at the same time he was very much engaged with the Lord leading the decisions in the throwing of the of the uh, the lots that were cast, someone needed to replace Ju- uh, Judas. He knew that they gathered together in the time between the ascension of our Lord, which was last Thursday and Pentecost, which is next Sunday. It was during this time period that they got together to make these decisions. They didn't understand when the Holy Spirit was going to be outpoured. They just knew the Holy Spirit was going to come. One of the things that they were very keen on, though, is that there weren't 12 apostles anymore. Because of Judas' deception and betrayal, he left an open place. For them to carry out the Great Commission as they believed they were called to do they would have to be at full strength there had to be 12 of them so there was a church meeting maybe about 120 strong were there and they considered who would be eligible for this job and they came up with the two names of justice and matthias both men were qualified both men had experience both men had served faithfully arguably they were both deserving of the honor they were both loved by god they were good men but only one of them could be chosen for the position after casting lots which is the equivalent of either that's actually the equivalent of drawing straws i suppose matthias was chosen the special honor of course is that matthias today has a special day on the church calendar february 24th you know what they call it saint matthias day there's no mention of justice he doesn't get a day and in fact if there would be this particular reading and it's just this particular reading from acts chapter one we wouldn't know of justice at all after this event is over his name no longer appears in scripture he drops out of sight never heard of again. Being forgotten is sometimes a part of the not being chosen experience. You feel that way. You had your eyes set on something, you really wanted it, it doesn't happen, and now what? Forgotten, ignored? You consider yourself maybe a nobody? I wonder sometimes how certain people in the bible must have felt when things happen justice is one of them here's a qualified god exper- guy a qualified experienced deserving he was he was recognized by the larger group as somebody that could fulfill this role but he didn't get the job i wonder how he felt part of the job was you had to be around jesus from his baptism all the way through to the resurrection you had to have these experiences and he was there he was there with all the twelve and everybody else he saw he witnessed the miracles and yet he knew he wasn't one of the chosen wasn't one of the twelve when judas turned out to be who judas was there was a shot maybe he could be included in this exclusive group of disciples one shot, and it didn't happen. God chose Matthias rather than justice. I got to think that would hurt. You know, God loves me. I know he chose me, but I didn't get chosen for the job. Does he really love me? Did he really choose me? You know how the mind works. As he tried to figure the things of God out? I'd like to think most of us can... Identify with justice because I think all of us want to be chosen selfishly, sinfully, from the time we were little kids. We wanted to be the favorite, the best dressed, the most liked, the most likely to succeed or the most congenial. We want to be loved, admired, appreciated, and complimented complimented we want to be the one chosen for honors awards teams prizes and promotions many of us would like to be number one and you see that in our conversations with other people the way we fight it isn't about understanding or listening it's about winning perhaps the sinful desire was a part of the cause of Judas' betrayal of Jesus. I mean, after all, one of the things that we know about the disciples of Jesus is they argued all the time about who was the greatest, who was the best, who was the most admired, who was Jesus' right hand, who was the one that could be counted. on. Here, justice is Seeing all that, you got to think that maybe he got pulled into it, but he was quickly put down because he wasn't one of the he wasn't one of the 12. This was a shot. But it didn't happen. In our world today, we can't make it to the top, at least not all of us. The base of the pyramid of people is quite a bit bigger than the very top. Imagine a large company that is revamping its managerial positions and they say we have five positions and 1500 people are excited about it and they actually apply for the job guess how many people are selected five guess how many people aren't selected well if it was 1500 it would be 1495 disappointed people they wanted the job they saw themselves in this position being responsible for many things And yet, what were they left with? Disappointment? Rejection? I sense I'm a nobody. Nobody wants me. What's the point? And you know that oftentimes there's no consolation prize. Some of you may be familiar with the actor, excuse me, the character Ricky Bobby. He's noted for saying, if you ain't first, you're last. In fact, if you ever think of the word consolation prize, who does that go to? It goes to the person who doesn't win. It goes to the person who's sad and they somehow or another, we need to come up with something so they're consoled. They don't feel as bad because everybody knows it hurts when you don't win and you really want it, when you're not chosen and you think you're qualified. Every one of us at times Has experienced a sense of being unchosen. And we can identify with justice all too easily. We exist everywhere. The one who didn't have enough skill to make the team, their grades weren't good enough to get into the college of their choice. The one who didn't get the promotion or the new job because they weren't related to the boss. Whether or not the world has chosen you for special honors or awards, whether you've ever been in that position, you need to understand today that God, by his grace, has chosen you. He's chosen you to be a part of his family, to be a part of his work. You are his sons and daughters. Now, to be chosen by God's grace is Arguably, the greatest accomplishment or award that we can have in this life. Time after time, Scripture addresses us as to the uniqueness and how special it is that we have the chosen status. Listen to Moses speaking from God, perspective in Deuteronomy 7. For you are a people holy to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you out of all the peoples on the face of the earth to be his people his treasured possession the lord did not set his affection on you or choose you because you were more numerous than other people for you were the fewest of all people but it was because the lord loved you And kept the oath he swore to your fathers, that he brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the land of slavery, from the power of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. All because God loved them. God chose them, not because of who they are, but because of who God is. Jesus says the same. He says, you did not choose me. But I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Now, in case you're not paying attention to what the verse is saying, let me put it this way. God chose you, not the other way around. And we forget that sometimes, which is why we get a little depressed or sad by the fact that we're not recognized for our choices We think that this should be something under our control. And yet it's not. God chose us. And he did it very clearly through the death of Christ on the cross. When Jesus died, he died for you despite your sin. And he told you, you're special to me. That's why Jesus died for you. You are chosen by me. Not because of you, but because of who I am. You are loved. You are forgiven. You are saved by me through grace. And three days later, when he rose from the dead, along with this, we rise to a new life in him. The old is gone. The new has come. Through the death and resurrection of Jesus, I'm able to begin to process the fact that the most important person in life isn't me. It isn't me getting what I want. It isn't me winning. It isn't me being recognized. The most important thing in life is Jesus Christ. And that I'm a part of his work. Listen to how Paul talks about this. But we ought always to thank God for you, brothers, loved by the Lord. Because from the beginning, God chose you. To be saved through the sanctifying work of the Spirit. And through belief in the truth. He called you to this through our gospel that you might share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have been chosen by the Holy Spirit. We are placed into God's spiritual team. His family, also referred to as the church, as a part of the team. He invites us to eat the team's meal before the games the very body and blood of Jesus, our Savior, to receive the affirmation always of the forgiveness of our sins, the knowledge that the game is already over, the game has been won for us in Jesus, our Savior. We are God's chosen ones. And this is something wonderful that we celebrate. Now, I got to this part of the sermon and I got stuck because there's something to part of this that uh, you can't overlook. I'm not so certain that the story of justice applies to at least our church today. If he was sad, if he was disappointed, if he felt lonely because he was overlooked in the choice, why don't we feel that way? I mean, let's be frank, when the the call is, we need help, how many of you are, are looking to raise your hand rather than looking for the door? We need helpers. This stuff just doesn't happen. And yet, when the call goes out, we're pretty good at coming up with reasons why it doesn't include me. The idea of serving in this way and being sad that we weren't chosen, come on. If I told you right now that Pastor Preem and I had a conversation in between the two services, Vacation Bible School is coming up in a couple of weeks, and we cast lots, and we chose the leadership team. And the names of the leadership team are... Now, you know I'm making that up, but what if I wasn't? You're chosen to serve on our Vacation Bible School leadership team. You're going to be a teacher of third graders and it's on this time look forward to seeing you there we don't do stuff like that part of the reason is is because we don't want to tell you what to do we want the spirit to guide you he's the one that's gifted you he's the one that will create the passion the desire as well as the giftedness to do this the concern with justice here as it applies to us is that Would we be upset if we weren't elected president of the congregation? Overlooked as a greeter or an usher? We need help with the picnic. Well, thank you for not asking me. I'll be there. I just don't want to serve. Now, that's a whole other sermon, but it makes the point. When Jesus died on the cross, he died for people like us. He died for people that want to serve but aren't chosen to serve in a particular capacity. But I think more importantly for us, he dies for people that don't always want to serve, that don't always want to be recognized, that want to live their version of Christianity versus the version that is given to us in the Word of God. That being a Christian, being a part of the church, well, it it's, can be important and special in certain discussions. But when it comes to how I see my life and what directs me and and what gives me purpose. I've got other things that I'd rather be chosen for, rather win, rather than have under control than being called upon to serve. But Jesus knew that. Jesus died for people just like us that struggle when it comes to the use of my time treasure and talents. What we need to remember are the words that were given to us in our baptism. Baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. It is in baptism that we are connected with the death and resurrection of Jesus our Savior. This is where God says, you belong to me, you're my child. I forgive your sins. I choose you to be a part of my family of faith even though you may not always see the blessing and the privilege that it is. We know the power of God's Word. Each one of us is chosen. Whatever you feel concerning being not wanted or not chosen in the things that may be really important to you, you need to remember how important we are to God. That He risked everything. This life of his son because he wants so desperately to have a relationship with us. Jesus died on the cross for all of our sins so that we would have value in the God's, in God's eyes, in God's favor. And these things are not determined by the things of the world. I mean, when you stop and think about it, what are the things that we want from the world... Are those even going to exist after we die and go to heaven? Or are they just for this life? Justice, I I, I really do think justice was able to be okay with the fact that God's will was done. Matthias was the one that was going to serve. He understood it doesn't matter how many teams you're on, how many awards you get, how much you have or how other people view you. Our worth is defined by our God. He made us in his own image, and he restored us to our, our created image by his grace when he forgives us our sins. There will be times where you're not going to feel overly excited because the world isn't giving back to you the way you think it should. Meeting the needs of affirmation, acceptance that you so desire, What we need to do is never forget that Christ has died for us. He has made us God's chosen and beloved people, his forgiven children. And our purpose and value is, is understanding that's God's plan of salvation. It isn't about what we do. It's always about what he has done and continues to do for us in Christ Jesus our Lord.